and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, I certainly appreciate that introduction. We have lots of good things going on here as we begin to uh, answer a question from a lady from the Philippines. Her question is faith over fear. How can I do that faith over fear? Well, we're going to answer that question here in just a moment. This is the last podcast for us in 2022. The year seems to have gone by fairly quickly. Lots of good things have happened, some sad things as well. And we certainly hope and pray that you as our regular listeners have enjoyed this podcast for the last basically three years that we've done this now. As we get ready to start a new year, we were planning on doing another series on interpreting the Bible by using the Bible and trying not to use all these outside sources. And and I appreciate that you listen to this podcast. Obviously, there's some people would think, well, that's what I'm doing is interpreting the Bible. I try really hard not to do that. Uh, From outside sources, I try to use the Bible uh, for my only uh, interpretation. And so... You know, I'll say maybe trying to get a Greek dictionary or something to help understand uh, Greek words. But we're going to try to start that up next week, so I hope that you will join us for that. Uh, make a New Year's resolution, if you would, to, to continue to listen to us, uh, to help us, support us financially through your prayers. Uh, we have so much information on our webpage, and I would really encourage you, if you've not been there ever, or it's been a long time that you would really go there and look things over, especially that prayer list. I can't stress that enough. So many people uh, want people to pray for them, but in return, we should be praying for others. And if that's a guilt trip, I guess it is. And so, uh, so anyway, we're going to answer this lady's question, and if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it up and follow along as we will... Uh, look at two examples of uh, fear and overcoming fear. And if you want to mark your Bible to First uh, Samuel chapter 17, First Samuel chapter 17, and then turn with me to Matthew chapter 14, and we will begin that in just a moment. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world and poverty-stricken nations are not financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we would be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website, biblicalquestion.com. Would you be in a prayerful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for cheerfully helping us tell a worldwide audience about the Word of God. Okay, so probably the most common fear most people have, uh, spiders and snakes, uh, maybe uh, heights or dogs or maybe uh, germs, since, especially since the COVID uh, deal, uh, dirt, uh, severe weather. I mean, there's lots of things that we could probably uh, say that we are afraid of. And probably if we're all honest with ourselves, we're all afraid of something, whether that's the unknown or fear of harm or 
it is the reality of life as human beings that we all have some kind of fear. The thing is, do we allow the fear to control us or dictate to us how uh, we do these things? You know, we talked about spiders and snakes, and uh, while obviously those could bite you, they could probably cause you a lot of problems, the thing is, the chances are most of those are not fatal unless you live uh, in certain parts of Asia where they have some extremely poisonous snakes. But, uh, you know, as a whole, we are afraid of things that uh, really can't do much harm to us. So, all that being said, one thing we're going to talk about or look at is the Apostle Peter. And he's going to find himself in his boat yeah, he did own a fishing uh, boats. He employed people, and he knew the lake. He was a professional fisherman. He would have been out on this lake at all hours of the day, time of year, good weather, bad weather. He would have known this lake like the back of his hand. And so here we are, probably a pretty incredible part of the gospel account is where uh, Peter actually gets out in this storm and walks towards Jesus. And now I'm in Matthew chapter 14, uh, Matthew 14, and let's read this. This is the English Standard Version. And in, fourth, in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. Notice this. <laughs> Immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Some versions might say, uh, uh, take courage. But it's okay. That's the, the whole point here is, don't be afraid. This story really is has several angles that we could probably go at. One of them is about the deity of Jesus, that he's really God in the flesh. But the other side of this is Peter. And it's really easy, I think, for us to criticize Peter. I mean, we're far removed from this actual event. We weren't really even there. Most of us have probably never ex experienced such a thing. But here it is. Uh, this is a very serious storm. And again, I said this before, these men were experts in their fishing boats. And this storm had to be really severe to have them this afraid. You know, I know a lot of my listeners are outside the United States. We have storm watchers here. This is what they do for a living. They chase storms that are on TV. And, and every once in a while, you'll see one of these storm watchers really get nervous uh, about a storm. A tornado is coming right at them. And some of these guys have actually lost their life trying to report weather for people to, to take shelter so that others could live type thing. But again, how would you have reacted sitting in this boat in the shoes of Peter uh, in this storm, the boat is rocking so hard, perhaps the waves are coming over, and all of a sudden you look up and you see what looks like somebody walking on the water. And this is not normal. I mean, let's be honest. Maybe they all thought that they're about to die. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, they, they're thinking they're seeing a ghost. That's exactly what the text says. And so, I'm going to go to First Samuel. 
chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17, and we're going to refer back to Peter here in a few minutes, but I think there's another example. Probably this is good in the Old Testament uh, to help us understand this idea of faith and fear. And this would be David, of course. Uh, he's a teenager at this time, and his father has uh, explained to him, hey, in the morning I want you to take this food and gifts to uh, your brother so they can eat and give something to the king and so on. And so that's exactly what David does. He, he's been watching over his father's flock, and he finds somebody to kind of take over that duty, uh, and he heads to the front lines. And I'm going to do a little bit of reading here, so please do follow along. I really encourage you to do that. And I'm going to be starting in verse 3. The Philistines were standing on a mountain on one side, while Israel was standing on the mountain on the other side, with a valley between them. So we kind of have this picture, this idea here. Uh, what's, what's the visual here? There's this champion, verse 4. Uh, who came forward from the army of the encampment of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath. His height was six cubits in a span. Well, in English, that means nine foot. Now, some people really like to take this event in this story and look and say, look, uh, the book of Enoch has to be 100% correct. Look, we got nine foot people. Well, I really don't know about the book of Enoch. I've read it. It's it's a whatever or so what for me. Um, but we have nine-foot people or close to that in our world in my lifetime. There's some basketball players who are seven, seven-and-a-half-foot tall. You know, I mean, there's some big people out there uh, can t compared to uh, these folks in the Philippines. Since this lady's from the Philippines, I'll use this as an example. I recall while I was there, there was a fire and the local market. And these guys were using uh, bunker gear, uh, fire equipment that was donated to them from fire departments out of the United States. It was secondhand stuff. And, you know, these guys, you know, Los Angeles Fire Department, big boys. I mean, they are. And the here they are putting on this bunker gear that's three times too big for them. I mean, that's just that idea. We have big people uh, and a lot of it has to do with culture, diets, genetics, the way God made us, and so on. But in verse 5, here's continue reading. And he had a bronze helmet on his head, and he wore scale armor which weighed 5,000 shekels of bronze. He also had a bronze grease on his legs and bronze saber slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And the head of his spear weighed 600 shekels of iron. Okay, so like here in verse 5, this guy's uh, 5,000 shekels. That's, that's a, between 75 and 100 pounds or so. Uh, 600 shekels here in verse 7 would be uh, of iron. Okay, you have to notice his bronze, iron, so on. Anyway, this 600 shekels of iron, about 14 pounds. So, I mean, this is just the weight of a spear. And so this guy uh, has some very heavy, very large armor. And Okay, so let's pick up verse 8. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel. So he's yelling at the army of Israel. And he said to them, Why do you come out 
to draw up battle and formation. Am I not a Philistine? And the servants of Saul, choose a man for your own representation and have him come down to me. If he's able to fight me and kill me, then we will become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. So they just kind of want this solo act going on. And uh, the Philistine said in verse 10, I have defiled the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man so we can fight together. This guy really wants to fight. He's, And I have met people uh, along this line uh, with a former employer of mine. That there's guys there, they just loved to fight. It's just amazing. Uh, verse 11, so when Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and very fearful. Okay, so this guy is really taunting them. He, he's... Uh, I don't know the term today, uh, talking smack or talking junk or whatever. This guy is really trying to start a fight. He really wants to go to war. This guy's a warrior, and this is what he loves to do. And for whatever reason, the Israel army is deathly afraid of this guy and the army that's standing behind him. They have been, if you would read prior chapters of this uh, with uh, Saul, him and his sons have done quite a few battles. They have gone out and defended Israel. They've taken territory uh, and, and other things. And they've always been victorious. But for whatever reason, this situation is different. And we have to start to ask ourselves, what is fear? Again, I heard all these phrases, and we've talked a little bit about fears of different things, but Remember the famous saying, there is nothing to fear, but fear itself. Fear is our mind's reaction to what we would see as a perceived threat. I mean, it all comes in all shapes and sizes and forms and people in different ways, as we've already discussed. Again, it might just be stress out of our bodies. It, it might leave us breathless. Uh, it might make us panic. It, it may cause us uh, different reactions. And, and believe it or not, fear sells. And I see a lot of that in the Christian uh, world. And I'm going to give you an example. I know I have a lot of listeners who really believe in uh, Tim LaHaye's book, uh, The Left Behind series. But those books are sold in fiction. Christian bookstores sell them in the fiction section. And they, they just bestow a lot of fear on people. On people, excuse me. And so, will there be a judgment day? Absolutely. Should you fear God in that day? I probably, if you're not washed in the blood, I would be deathly afraid of what could happen with my soul. So, fear can be a very real thing, and fear of God is something that we're supposed to have. The book of Proverbs talks countless times about this respectful fear of God. You know, even today, my, my father, I, I, I really believe that he could still take me over his knee and uh, turn my backside red if that's what he really wanted to do. But really, what is that? That's respect. That disrespect to who he is as my, my father. And so we need to have that uh, healthy respect of God and who he is. In general, uh, 
Fear is a God-given feeling. It really is that motivates us uh, either to to fight, to turn away, run away, shrink, hide, uh, self-preservation. I, I guess different sex, uh, situations may dictate to us how uh, one of us, you and me, might respond, and you might respond differently than me. And as we're going to see here in just a moment, David, when he arrives to the front lines, he reacts differently to these threats as the whole entire army and the king have perceived these threats. And we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. Would you like to make a bold witness for Jesus and Christianity, even when you're not even saying a word? You can both witness and inspire others in fashionable and affordable ways. You'll find the right wearables for men, women, and teens, fashionable and high quality. Our excellent Christian hoodies, Christian sweatshirts, and Christian shirts make perfect Christian gifts for any religious person in your life who would like nothing more than to express their faith through fashion and style. Check out our webpage for more information. Okay, so picking up here again in uh, verse 45, 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. But David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a saber, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of the armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, I will strike you, and I will remove your head from you. Now, is this a prophecy, or is he has just that much faith? Then I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild animals of the earth, so that all on the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And this is the entire assembly that we may know that the Lord does not save by sword or spear, but the battle is the Lord's, and he will hand you over to us. So here's a young teenage boy. David is very young here, I would guess. He's in his early teens. And, you know, I know young boys, because I was one once, really, they're not afraid of a whole lot. Um, and David knows where he stands. He knows God is going to take care of him. He has everything to believe this. You know, there's some other examples that we could use in the Bible. I, I think about Daniel and his companions, and, you know, they're about to be thrown in a fiery furnace and everything. And they say, well, you know what? God's in control. He'll save us or he won't, but we're just going to trust God in all of this. You know, there are healthy times and responses that we we have uh, about fear. And fear, that could keep us alive. But other times, fear can really paralyze us and put us in perhaps even more worse danger or position than we were already in. Uh, and this, I think, is really what's happening to the army of Israel at the time. Uh, they're becoming paralyzed in fear of this really large man who's standing up to them and defile them and shaking his fist at them, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, and then he has an army to back that up. And so it makes you realize, hey, these guys really have become seriously afraid. Okay, so how can our 
faith overcome our fear? Well, the question is, what is faith? And most people I know, they're going to quote Hebrews chapter 1. I mean, if they've been in, around Christianity for very long, uh, they're just going to race to this uh, verse. They may not be able to quote it exactly, but they are going to tell you where to go find it. And basically the verse says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convention, convention of things not seen. So, beyond this verse, most people cannot really answer the question. And here's my definition of faith. Now, you can take it or leave it. That faith isn't the object or the thing believed in. I'm going to repeat that. Faith is the object or thing believed in. And so let me give you an example. You can have faith in your children. You can have faith that your children are going to do the right thing, bring home good grades, uh, respect their elders. You can have faith in the forecast that the weatherman is going to be correct. It will be sunny uh, tomorrow and not rain. You can see this even in the Old Testament. Faith is the object of thing believed in. Okay, so then you can have this thing of faith in an idol. Uh, faith in the government. A lot of people have faith in their government. I, I'm always real cautious of my government. Government's after one thing, and that's to survive and take more money from you, taxes. So you might have faith in your money, a, a spouse. The list can really go on. Again, what is it that you really believe in? Do you, we really, as Christians, we say we do, have faith in Christ? And if we're all going to be honest with ourselves, there are times in our life most of us lack serious faith in our walk with Christ. I think this is only human. Again, look at Peter, what really happened. Notice, though, if you go back and you read and study Matthew 14 in this section, uh, this storm, Jesus does not criticize Peter. He doesn't scold him for being afraid. He just does not do this at all. Uh, Jesus knows. I mean, it's dark. It's at night. There's a storm. Uh, it was a violent one. Um, but he does kind of criticize him. He gets on them for not having enough faith to overcome their fear. And this is the center of the answer to your question. Having faith in God's provisions or protection does not eliminate our fears. Again, look at these guys in the boat. Nor is it blind acceptance of something uh, that you have not thought about, have not been through experience, uh, in life, you're not old enough to been through this kind of a storm before or whatever. You know, sometimes uh, we like this blissful ignorance. And it's not saying that you believe in something that you're not actually acting on. Because uh, really, that's hypocrisy. Faith is over fear, is not making decisions without doubts, concerns, of the outcome. You're trying to think it all through. Uh, you don't want to be careless. You don't want to be foolish. And so, as a parent, are you? do you have faith that you're doing in yourself? Am, am I raising my children the correct way in God? I mean, am I sending them to the right school? 
Am I feeding them correctly? I, you know, those are really small examples, or maybe too simplified. But we all need to have this uh, faith that overcomes, it involves, and it considers every situation. And it weighs every option. And, and understanding that the dangers that could come from making a, a decision one way or the other. We need to have this choice, though, to fight through the fear. And we need to be able to trust God no matter what. I know my wife and I were talking about this question. She says, well, that you make it sound easier than it really is. No, it's being a Christian, having faith in God, it is a, we, we say here growing up, it takes grit, it takes sand, it takes courage. It, this is not a child's game to play. This is really a grown-up thing, and we need to understand that. And I think as a whole, especially in the church that I'm involved in and been around here in America, they, they kind of overlook that for some reason. And so we need, again, try to push out this fear and replace it with faith. And faith comes from hearing the Word of God. That's where our faith comes from. That's how we become uh, stronger and understand God is really in control. It does not mean that we won't make mistakes. It doesn't mean that danger still will not come and things will not hurt us or harm us. That's just life. And so often this involves action. I mean, look, uh, Peter, he's literally and he's physically... He takes a few steps out on this water. He's, he's doing fine. And somewhere along the way, uh, he sees the storm. He, he becomes afraid again. He loses his focus. I, I've heard so many sermons on this over the years. I, it's not even funny anymore. But we need to be in prayer about our decisions. Uh, we need to be praying for God to help us uh, through our fears and through our struggles and Help us to have more faith. And be careful what you pray for because you may not really always like the answer. Philippians 4, 5 through 7, I mean, make your request known to God. You know, replace that anxiety with peace by prayer and supplication. Faith over fear means that we're still participating in the things that we value, uh, even if there's a potential danger because we believe it's worth the risk. Again, for example, there might be some very uh, highly valued uh, corporate worship still gathering together um, in communist China or North Korea or Pakistan, where they are still worshiping. They are still meeting to study the Word of God. Uh, they are still meeting to have prayer, the Lord's Supper, perform baptisms, whatever. They are still are saying, look, the risk is much uh, higher than most people have to understand around the world, but to us, it's a faith over risk issue. It is something that we uh, are going to do. Um, you know, I, I know and I respect there was many churches of different denominations uh, during this COVID uh, pandemic that we had. I trying to keep politics out of this, but they 
they just told the government we're going to meet, we, you know, here in the United States. Uh, you can't shut us down. We have a constitutional right to, to worship, and that's what we're going to do. And they did. And they, some of them really paid a price for that in certain states. They went after them and charged them and arrested them and made them pay fines and whatever. Again, what are we going to be afraid of? The government or God? Faith over fear is this continued idea that we are going to read scripture, we're going to have prayer in public, and we're not going to worry about the legal actions or the physical harms uh, that could come along. And I think about Daniel chapter 6, you know, I mean, go, go read that. Again, here, did Daniel know about this proclamation, not praying uh, each day to facing uh, Jerusalem when the uh, he's supposed to be worshiping this idol. Faith over fear is, is continuing to take your children to church services, even though uh, you might be verbally abused by it, by an unbelieving spouse, even though the children may not really understand why you're insisting and in trying to help them know who God is. Uh, there, there's many more models, I think, in Scripture that gives us this context of having faith that overcomes the fear. In fact, I think the encouragement is from Jesus himself. Fear not, it is I. Um, think about Moses. I, I, I still think when Moses went to confront Pharaoh, I... I think Moses had lots of fear and excuses that he's given to God why he doesn't want to go and talk. Uh, he's, I'm not good in speech. I mean, he just has several things there. Joshua and the Israelites, they, they still march around Jericho and face many other nations in battle despite the fear of larger, more better-equipped armies. Esther, uh, she still approaches the king even though she could know that she could lose her life for going before the king unsummoned. So, what does this mean? I always try to answer the so what, or how does this apply, and I'm going to do my best. I think today, one of the most wonderful opportunities that we have to exercise our faith over fear as Christians is to draw near to God with a true heart full of assurance of faith. Even though God is the, is the fearful, holy judge who, who will not overlook sin, I, I know people think he, we're light on sin, so God has to be, uh, and that's not true. We, Hebrews 10.22, you know, we need to have a heart sprinkled clean from the evil conscience of our bodies, washed, with pure water. Because of Jesus, we, we can have our fear moved aside by our faith and approach the throne room. Let us not shrink back as people and be destroyed, but rather let us be people who have faith and want to preserve our souls and help others as well. Is this an easy task? Uh, no, ma'am. It is not. It is not. And so, 
take courage. You're not the only one who's had this struggle. This is, this I think, is an everyday struggle for a lot of people, a lot of Christians, to have that faith over fear. And I know that I struggle with that. I know my wife struggles with that. We struggle about things together as a husband and wife and so on. And so continue to pray. Uh, we know this, all of our listeners. We do pray for everyone who listens for this podcast. Uh, obviously, we don't know everybody's names. But we do pray for all of those people who do listen. Uh, we are excited that we get to meet people and talk to people about this podcast in different places and times. Each opportunity that we get, we we are trying to spread our audience. When we have more and more people coming on board and listening to us and helping us and praying for us. We appreciate the positive emails and comments that we do get. And please tell others about us. Hit that like button. Uh, I want to say uh, hello to Trent and Sholo. He knows who he is. We're praying for you. It's a special thing there, folks. Uh, this is a real special young man to us. So be praying for him. Check out our prayer list. Please do that if you're a prayer warrior. Again, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, may God bless all of you. May everyone have a wonderful great 2023 that's full of blessings from our god and savior jesus till next week thank you thank you for listening to this week's podcast be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com all one word all lowercase in addition we have a prayer request page a way of contacting us a statement of faith and other resources for our listeners do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.